You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham. And we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. And welcome to The Wonder Podcast. We are so excited about our topic and our guest today. Her name is Liz Steckel, and she is amazing, and she is the wind beneath our wings. She is all things communication, social media, women's ministry, wife, mother, everything you can think of. This woman is, and I love her. Lisa loves her. And Lisa, give us some history about, well, first of all, Liz, why don't you say hello to the people? (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be with y'all today. Well, we are so glad you're here. And we're all kind of have this nervous giggle because we have tried to do this a couple of times and we have failed. So we know the Lord is up to something amazing because the enemy is fighting us so hard. But before we dive into the topic, and get to know Liz a little more. Lisa, why don't you tell us how we arrived at inviting Liz to the Wonder Podcast and what we're going to talk about. So yeah, we've been on the struggle bus today, everybody. So, you know, bear with, but uh, we're, we're getting it together here. We've had some technical difficulties, but regardless, about a month ago, I put out a blast on our Instagram just saying, hey, do you have some topics for us that you want to hear on the podcast? And we got great responses. And you know, it's the beginning of the year, it's January, and we're diving in and planning. And we thought, you know, let's get some ideas from our family of podcast listeners on what they're what they're wanting to hear about. And we got several responses on quiet times and what that looks like, how to do one, why we do it, different techniques, all of that. And we thought, how fun would it be to have Liz, who's part of our podcast family? And she, like Chrissy said, she does all of our social media and gives us great ideas on things that we can do to just kind of help and and encourage and minister. And so we have her coming on and plus she's younger and she's also got great ideas. And she's cool. Yeah, she is. And so that's kind of why we decided let's get Liz on to talk about quiet time. So that's, (laughs) that's where we are today. Yeah. So Liz, let's just start with the obvious question. What is a quiet time? And why should we spend time even talking about this on a podcast? I think I love this question. So if you even look at the word quiet time, it's honestly two words that I believe rub in the opposite direction of everything culture tells you to do, to find quiet and to find the time. Um, If anything, I, over the past many, many years, have found myself pretending, honestly, like I thrive in busy and pretending that I was the queen of my own time and that I could manage it and then I could do it myself. And so at the beginning of a new year, I would buy the calendar, the new pins, get motivated. And then by, you know, February, March, it would fade away. And 
a few years ago. So a little snippet about my life. I'm married to a guy named Josh that I love dearly. And we have two little girls that actually have birthdays right about now. So they're turning four and five. And when we had our first baby, Mackenzie, she was a newborn. She had, you know, all of the irregular feeding schedules and this and that. And for years before Mackenzie was born, I was sporadic with quiet and I was sporadic with my time with the Lord. I would meet with him every day, kind of, some more than others, but there was never consistency. There was never the daily at the same time. And when Mackenzie was born, the Lord really changed my walk with him. He really did. And it wasn't just because I was a mom. It was because this little baby kept waking me up at 11 and 1 and 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. because she needed feedings. And I remember early on with Mackenzie um, and even with Savannah, the Lord challenging me, just the Holy Spirit doing a work where he said early on, hey, Liz, you're awake at three. You're awake at five. If not now, when? Like I'm giving you the opportunity to create something new in your walk with me. If not now, when? And that was a turning point for me, not just because my daughter was in the picture, but because she forced me into a rhythm of going, if not now, when? And so I started having a daily, which is, I mean, I looked up the word, it's constant, it's a regular, it's routine, quiet time, a still non-distracted I want to carve out something that is a non-negotiable. Nobody can touch this. And honestly, my life is a life where I feel like everybody can touch every part of my day. I struggle sometimes with saying no. I'm an overachiever. Um, And if I feel like I can do it, I'm going to do it. And so being still and craving that has always been hard for me. And I remember just a few years ago. So if my girls are four and five, this is not an old habit for me. This is a new habit to where I had to sit down with the Lord and go, okay, what are my non-negotiables? And a daily quiet time with the Lord before the throne, setting the pace for my day became a non-negotiable. And at first it was hard. And we're probably going to talk about that. Like it was, it was not my favorite because I started about 4 a.m. and I did not like it, but it's amazing what the Lord does and how he changes your appetite for what matters and how when he changes your appetite, it changes the way you interact and the way you love and the way you serve and the way I speak to others. And so a daily quiet time is a lot more, it's a lot easier than people give it credit for, but it's also something that especially nowadays, whether you're a female or a male, like you've got to fight for it um, because everybody else is going to fight for your time and they'll willingly take it. Um, But to be willing to sit back and say daily, I'm going to choose to spend time with my maker, it's a game changer. And if you're willing to try it and if you're willing to do a couple things that I'm going to kind of suggest today, it can really kind of shake up your walk with the Lord in the best way possible. I love it, Liz. And I agree. And when we talk about why we have it, I I just love what you said, if not now, when? And I think that's, that's the answer on what it is because it's, it's time with the Lord And Jesus himself set the bar and the expectation and the example for all of us, didn't he? He was constantly retreating away to be with God. And that's what we're doing when we say, you know, God, if it's 3 a.m. when I'm nursing a baby, or if it's 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. or 4 p.m., whatever the time, 
it's important for me and you. It's important for our relationship. I love the illustration. I've used this a lot where when you have a, a child going into their first day of class or even you as you were in school and you would go to, to school for the first time and you would walk into a classroom and maybe you didn't even know anyone, not a soul in there. You didn't look around and say, okay, I'm going to sit over there. That person's going to be my best friend. It doesn't work that way. You have to get to know somebody. You have to spend time with them. You have to see what you have in common. It's the exact same way. We can't say, I want Jesus to be my best friend and then never spend any time with him, never get to know him, never have that, have that one-on-one. And so if we all as believers in Jesus Christ, want him to be our best friend, want him to be our everything, want to rely on him and him to um, change our hearts and our life, we have to spend time with him. Uh, Chrissy, I mean, I know that this is a practice that you've had in place. Liz mentioned struggling and it and it's hard. How has that been for you in your own personal walk? So, you know, there's been ups and downs as you walk through your Christian life. There have been seasons that I have been faithful, faithful, faithful. And then there's seasons that, you know, it was every other day or every three days. And I think as I was sitting here listening, that's what's important Yeah, is just start. Don't, you know, it's kind of like me with diets. I tried, you know, you, it, it's a day by day, minute by minute, meal by meal choice. So, and that how it, that's how it is in your life every morning when you wake up. Like Liz said, you make a choice to get up. That's how it starts. Then as you start that and in your every day, which I'm in a great rhythm right now, every day, every day, every day, that creates the appetite. And then when you wake up and the enemy's fighting you saying, oh, just 10 more minutes of sleep or, oh, you can lay here a few more minutes or whatever he's saying in your head, you fight that. But you create this appetite after you choose and choose and choose and you get into this rhythm of like, Satan, you don't even have to bother me this morning because I can't wait to get down there, get my coffee and talk to my Lord. And the more you get to Mm. know him, the hungrier you get and the more you want to know. And I just can't miss it now. I don't want to miss it. My life depends on it. And the truth is I'm not the person God's created me to be unless I take that time every morning. So that's that's my take on it is you can't survive without mm-hmm. it. And if when you're talking about that exact thing, when you crave it, everybody's quiet time is probably going to look a little different. Um, the time of day might look a little different. Um, but I remember, yes, I would meet with the Lord, but it was never consistent. But once I started setting aside, this is what I'm going to aim to do it. And yes, there's going to be times when you miss and we're not aiming for a check sheet. Like it's not, you're marking it off your box and you're onto the next thing on your to-do list. It's saying, Lord, would you multiply my craving for you? And in that, like, I remember Psalm 63, it talks about earnestly seeking God, that my soul would learn to thirst for him, that my flesh would faint for him. And I remember reading that and thinking, my soul doesn't thirst for him right now. It doesn't faint for him. But the more I spent time with the Lord each day, the more I would find that what I read or what I was praying or honestly what the Lord was speaking to me, those things I used that day. Like it was that daily armor. It was that daily reminder, that daily praise that I wasn't just relying on what I had learned five years ago, 10 years ago, what the Lord did 
in the past, even though those things we look back and we remember and we give him praise, but it's going, Lord, what do you want to teach me today? What do you want to equip me with today and remind me of today? No matter where I find myself, whether it's folding clothes or working at a hair salon or being the CEO of a company or, a, you know, stay-at-home mom or wife, whatever that may be, um, Lord, whatever you're teaching me today, how do I apply that now? Because I don't want to miss what he's doing. And so it's amazing how the Lord changes that, just like you're saying, Chrissy and Lisa, and grows that in your life. That's exactly right. And here, this is what I've been experiencing. Okay, so the last few years I've read, well, last year I did the Bible recap. I've read the Bible through many times. And then if I read it like two times in a row through the double years, then I'll take a break. And I'm in my break year right now. And so I'm in Paul Tripp's every morning, new morning mercies. Oh my gosh, I'm doing that too. Oh my gosh, really? Okay, we did not know this. We did not know this. So here's the deal. And I love this about God. Because you're going to read his word through the lens of what you're walking through at this time in your life. And so when you're, when you're reading his word, it's going to speak to you. And that's when you, when you read it, sometimes you're like, I've never read this before. Well, you have, but you read it at a different place in your life. And so maybe it didn't speak to you that way or something else was going on and you read it in a different way. It touched a different part of your heart. And so as we read God's word and we're in it and we make this our lifestyle, this is who we are. Having time with the Lord is just part of my DNA. It's part of my day. It's as important to me as eating and breathing and drinking and fellowshipping. And it's not just, and this is what we have to be careful of because we become real legalistic on some of this stuff as Christians, as, as believers, like a checklist. We don't want this to be that in our lives. This time away with the Lord, this is how we hear him. When it says quiet, and and I know there's a lot, and Liz is a young mom, and there's a lot of moms that listen to our podcast. We know that it's not quiet a whole lot of times. And so sometimes your quiet time with the Lord is hearing from him, although your circumstances might not be quiet. So remember that the quiet time is not you have to go into a closet and bury yourself. The quiet means you're you're listening to the quiet, still voice of God. You're having time with God. Because remember, he's not uh, going to bombard you. He's a gentleman. He's kind. He's loving. He's caring. He's whispering these things to you. And he's allowing you to hear from him in this time when you're speaking to him, when you're reading his word, when you're in prayer, where you're worshiping him, when you're fellowshipping with other believers, that's what the, the quiet time, we, we get so legalistic. Oh, well, I have to be at a table with a chair and a pen, and, you know, now you can do that. And that's great. And honestly, that's what mine looks like today, but I'm in a stage of life where that's possible. And so sometimes reading your Bible is when you're, you know, sitting in the room with your kids and they're doing something and you're in God's word or your prayer life might be in your children's room as, as you're praying with them and you're in your praying with the Lord too. It's got to, you know, we can't get too wrapped around the, the quiet part. That quiet part is, is God interfacing with you in the still small times of your life, in those mundane moments, in that special place. I love where, where, when Liz said, you know, I, if not when she's exactly right. God gave her this quiet moment 
and where she could really hear the voice of God and there was no other distractions. Well, what a, what a blessed time to hear from the Lord. Absolutely. Now that we've kind of talked about why you do a quiet time, Liz, will you tell us or give us some ideas of how to do a quiet time? Tell us what you do and then give us some pointers of other things that people can do. Absolutely. So for me, and just like Lisa said, it's it's going to look a little different for each person um, of how you do it. But something that I've found to work for me in the season that I'm in, one, just establishing if I can, um, and it depends on who wakes me up during the night and what we have that morning, what we have that day. Um, but first, I try to just pick a, a consistent, if I can, spot to. Now, you don't have to, just like Lisa said, we're not being legalistic in this, but for me, someone that is easily distracted and needs those guardrails, I each day kind of pick a spot and I say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to listen. So I'm going to read, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to listen. And so in that reading, what I started doing is I literally started in the front of the Bible, start in Genesis. That's what I did. There's a bunch of different reading plans out there. There's a lot of options, whether it's Bible recap or some different things like that. And I know Lisa and uh, Chrissy are probably going to mention a few as well. But for me, I started in Genesis and I do this every year. I started in Genesis and I read a few chapters that morning, a few chapters in Genesis. It's never an exact set thing, but as I read, I also write what I'm, what I see. Um, and I kind of go by this, what's called the sword method a little bit. And I just ask myself as I'm reading a few questions, I ask, okay, in this scripture, in these verses, what do I learn about God? Like, what is this living, breathing, active scripture? What does it teach me about our holy God? What does it teach me about his character, about his power, about his gentleness, about his authority, about his creativity, whatever it may be, what does it teach us? And then I go on to ask myself from there, what do I learn about man? Um, What do I learn about myself when I'm reading scripture about areas of my life that honestly, I probably would write off as, oh, I'm good in this. And I may read scripture and go, okay, it's showing me parts of my own heart, parts of my own flesh um, that the Holy Spirit honestly starts working in. And then the third question I ask myself is, okay, now that I see kind of what I'm learning about God and who he is and his character, and I'm seeing what it speaks to is if it's speaking about man, then I ask, what do I do with what I've learned? Because I don't want to just be a Christian that receives. I want to be a Christian that not only hears, but does um, and puts what she's learning into action. And, and so I'll read a book and I'll ask myself those questions. Um, So like right now I'm in uh, Samuel and, um, and so I'm reading through literally just staying consistent because it's easy to do popcorn, um, to pop around in different parts of scripture based on how I feel one day or what I think might answer a certain question that I have. And, and sometimes that's valid. Truly there are scriptures that are very valid for that moment. But for me, there's been something about just staying consistent, um, as a girl that is very spontaneous in life and very creative by nature, there is a discipline to me staying consistent in a book um, and just walking through it and watching, honestly, how certain parts of that impact my day. So I'll read a book and then I'll or I'll read a couple chapters in a book and then I'll read one psalm and one proverbs um, in the same day. And the psalms tend to be encouraging, not always, but tend to be encouraging. And the proverbs tend to always sharpen. And so I'll do a book of the Bible, a couple chapters, 
one chapter in Psalm and one chapter in Proverbs. And so I'll do those as I read. I'll pray and I'll pray, Lord, what are you asking of me in this? Um, And then I'll listen. Lord, what are you asking of me? Um, What have I learned about you and how do I apply that? And so just like you were saying a minute ago, Chrissy, it really is like it's head knowledge. Yes. Like I want to learn, but I also want to encounter. I want to encounter the living God. I don't want to just write something down, close my journal, close my Bible, put down my pen, and then go about my day. I want to encounter the living God and I want to hear from him. And so whether that's hearing from him through the scriptures, through prayer, through worship music that I may play that morning, it's all about, okay, Lord, how do I see you? How do I hear you? How do I encounter you? And so um, for me, that has worked really well. I pick one spot in my home. Um, I pick a coffee mug, get my coffee, and I sit down and I press in. And um, for me, that's really been a game changer. And there's a lot of resources out there um, that I'm sure y'all talk about in just a minute. But I think one of the biggest wins for us is no matter when it happens, making sure it does happen. Because At the end of the day, I need Jesus. You need Jesus. We all need him. And so I need to be with him. I need to let my heart sit before him and change every aspect of me from head to toe, from the words I say, just like Psalm 1914 says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I want that. And so I need to make sure that I'm putting my life in my time, whatever that may be, in a posture that's ready to receive that and ready to press in. Liz, I think you nailed it on the head when you said, I want to learn and encounter the living God. That's why we do a quiet time. That's why we retreat every day. That's why we spend time with God. And that's our why. And the what we do, just like you said, there are so many resources out there on what that might look like. For you, Liz, it's a couple chapters in a book of the Bible. It's a proverb. It's a psalm. It's prayer. It's I love the read, pray, and listen. Love it. So the what is going to look different for all of us. I'll share what I'm doing. I already have um, the Paul Tripp, New Morning Mercies. Chrissy said she's reading through that too. I'm getting ready to start a neighborhood Bible study. So I'll start using that preparation time in my quiet time as well. I love the liturgies. I've kind of gotten into that a little bit. There's a great book called Every Moment Holy, which is a, a book of liturgies. There's several vo- several volumes that you can look at, but on everything that we do in our life, and, and really it's the mundane moments of life that make us who we are and what do we do with those moments? Are those God's or are those ours? And so those are kind of some of the things that I've done through the years. I've had a quiet time basket. I don't have one right now. It's just kind of a book basket right now of all the different books that I'm using. So I guess you would call it maybe a quiet time basket, but it's not a literal basket. It's kind of a steel thing. That doesn't really matter. Anyway, Anyway, you know, that what that does is keeps me organized. It keeps everything in one place. What are some of your tools, Chris? My, I've changed my prayer time. And I've talked a little bit about this 
on our other podcast, but here's the things that I've, I'm doing this year. I'm doing the Paul Tripp book. And then there's also a little book that a dear friend told me about, and I'll have Lisa put it in the show notes because uh, I don't have it with me, uh, but it's something about whispers from him or something like that. And that book is a game changer for me right now, the season that I'm in. And between that book and Paul Tripp's and then those devotions, especially in the Paul Tripp book, it says, you know, to read additional scriptures. So you go there and sometimes it takes me other places. So that's what I love about my quiet time. It's kind of all over the place. Um, I start with those books and the scripture and the writings that those uh, three authors have done. And then I the scriptures to take me from one thing to another, which I believe is the Lord guiding me to other things that he needs to show me, that he needs to tell me. And so what I do is I have just a regular notebook, just a spiral notebook, and I write the date and I write the scriptures that I've been in. And then I just write a couple of notes, uh, things that the Lord has shown me, things that were impressed upon me, things that I felt the Holy Spirit starting to well up in me. Um, I take notes of like, this is something I want to read more about. This is something I want to research more. And then I go right into prayer after I've done my readings. Now for me, the season that I'm in, I spend a solid hour. Um, I choose to get up at five o'clock that fits my schedule right now. And I spend a solid hour and sometimes it goes a little longer just depending on what's happening. But I start to write down all of my prayer requests and I have uh, six categories, one for my family, one for extended family, one for friends. Uh, you know, the friend that texts you or you see on social media is requesting prayer. I add them to my list and that's my section for that. I pray for my church, I pray for the government, and then I pray for missionaries and people that are serving God full time. So that's kind of my routine right now. I learned a lot of that from Beth Moore, and I thought, well, by golly, if it's good enough for her, it's good enough for me. <laughs> uh, so I try to pick up on different things. Of course, Lisa encourages me and spurs me on. So does Liz, and there's other people that are in my life. But that's my routine right now, and I am in love with it. And I feel like my walk with the Lord is strong right now. Um, I feel like we're having great conversations. I take time to listen and I try to keep my mind dwelled upon him just throughout the day and what he has shown me. And I just, I know we're about to run out of time, but just a quick thing. The verse in Romans that says, do not be conformed to the world. Do not be conformed to this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God. In these times that we're living in, they feel very anxious uh, for people that I'm around, people that I encounter, people that the Lord puts on my sidewalk. Uh, it's a very anxious time in our world. All right, you guys, just like we were saying earlier, we have had a lot of technical difficulties with this podcast, and I just wanted to take a minute to wrap up the last thought. I was talking about a scripture in Romans that talks about, do not be conformed to this world. We need to renew our minds with Christ. So this whole podcast is about renewing your mind. It's so easy to get caught up in the world and be conformed to the ways of the world, and especially in the year that we're in. So our encouragement to you is to get in the Word of God, 
Whatever that looks like for you, whatever time that looks like for you, just get in the Word. Just do it. Just get started. And I promise you will start to fall in love with the Lord and you will crave that time with Him. So we want to thank Liz Steckel for her time, for being with us today. And I want to thank Lisa and all the wisdom that she always adds to this podcast. And we pray that you just have a blessed time in Him. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us and uh, just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network, and we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydunham.org org and click on the party table. You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of the wonder podcast.